had a prophet ring me from Ghana just a few other few days ago, just a mighty prophet of God. And uh, he said, he, he said, Tark, I pray for you every day, which was a real thrill. And, um, but he said, he said, there's, there's one word that comes to me every time I pray for you. I get this word. I want to just share it before I preach for the rest of the day. And he said, the word, the word I get is movement. He said, when you speak and minister, things move. And so movement means that for you today, if you receive from the Spirit what God wants to say, I believe it's in his heart to move you from where you are to a better place, to move you from where you are to a, a, a better alignment with God's purposes for your life. Is that good? Yeah. To move you from where you are to a closer relationship with God, to move you from where you are to a, a deeper understanding of how kingdom things work. So if you can open your spirit to that, and I know it's just something that uh, I believe can take place throughout the course of the day, but you've got to really lock in and receive from the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you for your presence here with us this morning. And we're just asking that you will speak to every single one of us. I pray you'll move every one of us, that you'll move me. Lord, I'm so far from what I, I know I can be in terms of alignment with you. And so, move me and I pray move every one of us. Lord, Lord let there be mega shifts take place in this gathering this morning and again tonight that, Father, it would be a time to remember where we took a step forward into your purposes and into your will and into your plan for our lives. So, so Father, we just commit this time to you now. Holy Spirit, we know that you are the, the author of, 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 of power and, and you give life and you can speak and minister. And we welcome you now, Holy Spirit. Take over this place. We know you're in the house. We've felt your presence already. We've felt your touch already. We know you want to speak. We know you want to minister. We ask that you would do it now. Penetrate into every heart, mind and spirit and cause change, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you and I are actually made for the supernatural. Who would agree with that? You know, we're, what I mean by that is it's, it's, you could say it's, it's our, actually our natural realm. Uh, we're wired for it. And uh, you watch TV these days or movies or DVDs, there's so much emphasis on the supernatural. Is that not right? You know, the force be with you. And that inner desire has put, been put there by God. He's created us within us this, this passion, this longing, this craving for the supernatural. And, uh, and uh, God wants us to enjoy it on a daily basis. So there's two aspects of the supernatural. I'm going to focus on the second one. But the first one is Mark 16. We might just read it very quickly. You're probably very familiar with the Great Commission. He said in verse 15, Go into all the world, preach the gospel. He who believes and baptized will be saved. Verse 17, These signs... Everyone say, signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink any deadly thing. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So one of the standout characteristics of the commission given to the church is the power of God, is the supernatural of God um, on a regular basis. There, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the nine gifts of the Spirit. So this is another area of the whole supernatural. There's a word of wisdom. There's a word of knowledge. There's the gifts of healing, um, the gift of faith, prophecy, tongues, interpreter, all that kind of stuff. It's all, it's all there and it's all fantastic. But what I want to focus on is another aspect of the supernatural today. 
I want to talk about the supernatural in everyday life. I heard a quote a while ago, which I like, which said this, a day without miracles is a boring day. Let's say that together. A day without miracles is a boring day. Well, it's true. God wants us, God wants you and me to experience some aspect of the supernatural every day. Uh, evidence that He is alive. Evidence that He is real. Evidence that He is powerful. Evidence that He is with you. You know, sometimes you ask people for a testimony. And they say, well, in 1947, you know, God, you know, worked in my life. No, no, no. I want to know what He did for you yesterday. Come on. Not, not even, preferably today, but at least, at least something yesterday that was proof to you that God is real. Because you go too many days without experiencing the reality of God, you're going to end up in religion. And you get up, caught up in rules and regulations and do this and do that, and I should be this kind of a Christian, I should do, do that kind of a thing. Friends, the, the reality and the power of God moves us out of religion into this exciting, uh, passionate, uh, fulfilling, satisfying relationship with Jesus Christ, which is what I am actually interested in. I'm not too interested in the rest of it. So, this supernatural every day could be seeing someone healed, but it's more than that. One of the most amazing truths about Christianity is that God dwells in us. Romans 8, 11, the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. There's resurrection power in you. Tell the person next to you there's resurrection power in you. <clears throat> How many of you think that should make a difference to your life? Huh? Should that make a difference to your life? Resurrection power is actually in you. That tells me this that the, the potential and the possibility for you to experience something of God's reality and power every day is very, very high. Because God is with you and in you 24-7. When you walk into the office tomorrow, God just walked in. Amen? Because He's in you. When you go to school tomorrow, God just walked into your school. Happy days for those schools. You know, when, you get on a, when I get on a plane tonight, God just walked onto the plane. Is that right? Hey, so the possibility of something good because God is with me must be massive if I would dare to step into it, believe it and expect it. And I'm going to try and help you to expect it with a few stories on a regular basis in your life. Recently I had a meeting with a church leader and uh, it was a challenging meeting. It was an awkward situation, things that happened. And I need to go and see this guy and explain some things to him. So what I did, and I often do this in my church, I got my leadership team around me. And I said, team, I've got this meeting today. I didn't tell them who it was with. I didn't tell them where I was going. I didn't tell them what it was about. But I said, guys, prophesy. I said, I want to know what's going to happen. So they gathered around me, freaking out like crazy, thinking, you know, it's like Nebuchadnezzar telling the magicians to interpret the dream, but he wouldn't tell them what the dream was. They said, no one on earth can do this. So I thought, if he can, Nebuchadnezzar can do it, I can do it. So I got them. And so they, they locked into me and they began to pray and began to say a few things. And, and the amazing thing is they prophesied with this incredible accuracy. And I went to this meeting and it happened just as they had said. I was so blessed. Guess what? I had just experienced the supernatural in my life. I just had fresh evidence that was only minutes old at that time that God was real, that God loved me. 
He was working on my case, even in an issue of just going to a meeting with another person. And friends, when you begin to experience that kind of thing, it becomes amazingly expectant. It makes every day more exciting. See, if you start looking, listen, if you start looking for the hand of God and the supernatural, you start looking for it, you will see it every day. You will see things happening in your life and you begin to think, wow, that, God, that was you. And it, it's because it's actually all over the place. It's just every, but sometimes we just miss it or we just say coincidence or, hey, you know, that really wasn't God. We want to, we want to actually leave God out of it when we actually should bring God into it. Always expect it. A while ago, we appointed two staff and the staff were, you will know them here, uh, James Anson and uh, his wife Vivian. Do you remember them? They were here in your church. I'll tell them no one remembers them, but anyway, <laughs> they'll really excite them. And anyway, um, she's, she, we had a prophecy two years ago, which we found. That some prophet had come into our church and he said, look, the time is coming, God's going to add to your staff. He said there's going to be a, a, a younger white male and an older brown female. Vivian is older than James. She's brown, he's white. When we told them that, they fell off their chairs. Friends, is our God real? I mean, how real is that? I mean, we know without a doubt now that at least that when anything goes wrong, that they actually meant to be on the team. But, it was <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so exciting. And if you can capture this, what we're talking about tonight, it's going to change your Christian life forever. Honestly, it will. It, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. See, one of the things I do is I pray the JBS prayer every day. You know, I know there's a lot being said about the JB's prayer, but I just picked up on it because it says, it says Oh God, that you would bless me indeed. You know, that, you ha- that um, uh, you'd enlarge my territory and your hand would be upon me. So I actually pray it every day because I've got it on a bookmark in my Bible, which I actually read my Bible. So I always come to that bookmark and I always pray through the bookmark every day. Now you might say, well, why would you bother to do that? Because, well, because I'm greedy. I want God to, I want God to bless me every day. Anyone else like that there? I want God to enlarge my territory every day. I want God's hand on me every day. But here's the key. This is what I do. The next day I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I go back and I say, okay, God, now I'm going to thank you for all the things you did yesterday in my life. All the, all the manifestations of your goodness, your power, your grace that I saw yesterday, I am going to thank you for it. And almost without ex- exception, every day, I have a number of things I can say, God, man, God, I thank you for that. Man, God, I thank you for that. I was in a pre-meeting on Thursday night. They put a, they, someone said, uh, you know, start praying about extravagant acts of devotion. And immediately the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Proverbs 24, he said, give me your heart. And I was just, <gasps> it just like hit me like, oh, God, oh, you really, and I just couldn't pray anything else. I just, give me your heart. And it was like the Spirit impacted me. So I got up the next morning, went back to that verse, and I was reading it again, and the Holy Spirit was just challenging me and stirring me, and da-da-da. I got on the plane to come down to Rock Church. I was reminded of, Lord, give me, uh, give me your heart. So I'm flying down on the plane, and there's just this apprehension of the Spirit. I'm saying, Holy Ghost, you know, I can't do this myself. You know, I, I just invite you to grab more of my heart, whatever you define it a bit more. Help me to understand what you're actually saying. What's all that, friends? That's, that's the reality of God in my life. That's, that's walking with God. That's fellowshipping with the Master. When did I last experience God? Yesterday. 
Yesterday on the plane, on the way down, this morning in this worship service, I sensed his presence. But, but to me, God is so real. You know, people can talk, talk, debate about this doctrine, that doctrine, the other doctrine. That's great. But for me, God is real, and he's real on a daily basis. That's what he wants for you. Listen to this story. I hope you don't mind the stories. Is that all right? Just trying to make it real. My daughter, she's uh, 28. She just had a grandchild. So I'm a grandfather now. My muscles have got suddenly bigger, man. I mean, it's the most amazing experience in the world. It's fantastic. Anyway, a while ago, she's, um, she, she has this feeling. Debs, is it? Debs. She has this feeling, because you might get this one day, and um, put a bottle of anointing oil in your bag. You've got one. You're good. You're ahead of the game, all right? Anyway, she's never, ever done it before. She thinks, oh, it's strange. So anyway... She grabs my anointing oil bottle, puts it in a bag, didn't tell me about it, anyway, put it in a bag. She goes about her day. She had to go and see some woman, some, uh, I don't know, maybe her baby was getting checked up or something while she was pregnant. She goes and sees this uh, midwife or something, and the midwife says to Alistair, she says, um, do you have any anointing oil with you? <laughs> I'm not kidding. She said, I'm not feeling well, and I felt the Lord wanted me to be anointed with oil. So my daughter gets out the bottle of anointing oil, anoints her, and I hope she's still alive. <laughs> How cool is that? Can, can you do that? I mean, is that hard? You know? She didn't hear, there was not an angel that said, thou shalt take anointing, bottle of anointing oil and put it in your back. It wasn't like that. It's just a thought. It was just a thought. But if you're walking with God, and there's the key to everything I'm saying, you just got to walk with God. You've got to have a relationship with him. You've got to pray. You've got to read your Bible, all that sort of stuff. If you don't do any of that, you'll still experience some of it, but it won't be quite the same. But this way, if you do it this way, it's really, uh, really does, it, just, it changes your whole life. So even in this meeting, as you're sitting here listening to me, you can experience the supernatural. You may have already, you may have felt his, felt his presence during the worship. That's the, that God, have you felt God? Hello? You felt God, G-O-D, the creator of the world and universe? Is that real or what? I mean, how supernatural, that's probably as supernatural as it gets. You know, I just, I, well, I've just been, you know, go out there and talk to a guy on the street and they say, where have you been? Just, you say, oh, I've just been with God. Did he turn up? Yeah, he did. He was there. That's a super, that's real stuff, friend. Just real stuff. And let's not minimize it. You know, the fact that you can pray and God will actually listen to you. <laughs> I reckon that's terrific. It's fantastic stuff. Anyway, so you, you can experience, God can break in at this moment in this service at any time. You, you, during the course of what I say, you may hear his voice. And I guarantee many of you are going to hear his voice today. That's the reality of God. That's experiencing the supernatural on a daily basis. You see, if we always wait for the day we're going to heal someone or cast out a demon, we're going to wait, we may wait a long time before we think God is supernatural. But this stuff, I'm bringing it down to earth where most of us can live on a regular basis. Okay. One of the areas in which you need supernatural power is in marriage. Is that true? There used to be this couple. Greg suddenly got loud at that point. But I don't know. There's this couple always arguing and she, she, he would always get... She would, they would always argue, but she would always stay calm. He would get mad like crazy. He'd get angry and lose his cool. And any husbands like that here? No, not here. My church is full of them. We've got heaps of Samoans and Islanders, and they love a bunch of fives. 
And anyway, <coughs> anyway, um, one day he's had enough and he says to his wife, he said, look, you know, we have all these arguments and that and I just get mad all the time and lose my cool, but you just say so peaceful and so calm. He said, what is your secret? She said, I have no secret. She said, he said, you must do something. He said, look, all I do is clean the toilet. And he said, he said, well, she said, well, how does that help? She said, um, I use your toothbrush. I felt, I felt led by the Spirit to say that to this church. A lot of husbands here need to go home today. Check your toothbrush. All right? Check it. All right. Let's go to earthing the supernatural to handle daily challenges. To handle the daily challenges that you face. My machine's playing up on me. Holy Spirit, help me. Why is it gone funny? It's never done this before, Greg. Okay, we'll be there in a second. Uh, here we go. Undo. That's all I needed. Undo. Oh, I've got to undo again. You all right out there? Yeah, just enjoy yourselves. This is fun. <laughs> so it's easy to limit the ex- as supernatural to exter- external things like you know healing and miracles of provision, but we're wanting to get it into our daily lives, which is what I've already said. And now I'm trying to find where we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, what have I done here? They told me this would never let me down. This machine. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. No, it's all right. So, you know, sometimes we just think of the external supernatural, but there's also the internal. Like on a daily basis, handling, how do you handle suddenly fear that grips your heart? Huh? What, what about there's this temptation that comes your way on a daily basis? You see, friends, you need at those moments to earth the supernatural. You need to cry out to God. You know, like one thing you do with fear is like, you know, declare scripture, God has not given me a spirit of fear. And you, you resist that thing in Jesus' name. You don't let it just consume you. You, you download supernatural, supernatural power. That's why I've called it earthing the supernatural. Or with a temptation. You know, there's no scripture, no temptation that is taking you, but is common to man. And so don't let the devil rule your day. You know, if he pushes your, your buttons and all the rest of it, don't just surrender to it. Cry out to God. Access heaven and download supernatural power, which is just an aspect of faith where you believe that God can help you in your moment of need. But sometimes we, we just kind of cave in and go under and we don't cry out to God in that moment and say, God, I need your help. He is ready to help you. He is waiting. Supernatural power is available to you. You don't have to walk a defeated, a Christian life with, with useless character and all the rest of it. In your own strength, yes, you will. But if you will download, if you'll access heaven, if you'll pull down the grace of God, you can walk in God's light, and you can display Christian character in difficult and trying circumstances. That's God's will and plan for every one of us. You know, life on earth can be very tough. How many of you know that? But you're not alone. Amen? I think sometimes we try and do it alone, but we're not alone. Access God. He's there for you. I was uh, uh, traveling overseas in uh, America a while ago, and I had to go through security. They pulled me out and they said, follow the blue line, which is always a bit of a nightmare. They seem to pick on me sometimes these days. And uh, anyway, follow the blue line. 
And out around this back here, you've got to take your bag, there's about a hundred people waiting there. There's this big black American guy behind the desk, you know, with a big stamp in his hand. And he's standing, he lo- you looked at him, he's just about going to bite your head off. And uh, nothing's moving, no one's going anywhere. I'm sitting there 10 o'clock at night and I think, man, I am here for till 2 or 3 in the morning. This is going to take forever. And so I'm sitting there waiting and so I begin to pray as I would normally do, <clears throat> not full of any great level of faith. And... Um, and Bayless Connolly, who was going to see, he rang me up and I said, oh, look, I'm stuck down here. He said, look, why don't you cry out to God? Ask God for help. Well, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so I said, Lord, you know, use my use stretching techniques. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord, you know. I, know. I just prayed and asked for God's help and maybe five, ten minutes went past. Virtually no one has moved. This is serious. This is a true story. Some of my others aren't, but this one's true. All right. <laughs> this is a true story. About five minutes, ten minutes go past, and I, the, the sound system goes, Mr. Barner! I think, I look around these hundred people waiting, I think, it's not my turn. I thought, there's no time for Christian grace. <laughs> I got up, went over to the counter, and the lady says to me, she said, you Mr. Barner? Yes. She said, you have a television, you, no, you have a radio program. And I thought, yes I do, but not in America, but I thought, it's no time for truth. I said, yes I do. And she said, I like it. Step, 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 on your way. What was that? Earthing the supernatural. It's available. Come on. It's available to you. We, we live like kind of people without any ammunition and help and yet we're loaded. We're loaded with the Holy Ghost. We're loaded with resurrection power and we walk around like we've got no help available and that, you know, we're helpless Christians in this dark and black world that's getting worse and worse all the time and hurry up, Jesus, we're not sure we're going to make it. No, no, friends, it's not like that at all. We've got resurrection power in us. We've got the Holy Ghost with us, the Father and the Son, and they're available to you if you would dare cry out to Him and download so I call it earthing. It's up there and you've got to earth it. Basically, you earth it by faith. Romans 12 verse 3 says this. You might like this. It talks about that every one of us has been given a measure of faith. A measure of faith. Guess what that means? Listen. It means God's given you a measure of faith that he knew you would need for your life and for the challenges he knew you were going to face. He's given you a portion of faith, an allocation. He's given me different faith to you because I'm going to have different trials and different battles and different struggles. But he's allocated enough faith for you, for your situations. He knows, he knows exactly the span of your life. He knows what's going to happen. He's given you a measure of faith. God has given me a measure of faith to run my church up there in Auckland, and uh, he's, not, he's given me the faith to do it. He's not given you the faith to do that. You might look at me and wonder, how do you do that? But you don't have to worry about that because you're not called to do what I'm called to do. He's given you measure of faith to do your job, okay, out in the workplace, whatever it is, whatever position you've got. He's given you a measure of faith to do it. So the thing is, when the crisis arises, download the supernatural and say, God, you've called me to this. You've graced me for this. You've given me faith for it. I reach out for it. I receive it now in Jesus' name. And he'll give it to you. But you've got to access that supernatural faith 
So when challenges rise, I just reach out to God and I earth the supernatural and he can help me. 1 John 4 verse 4 says, Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. There's another translation says, The spirit in you is stronger than anything in the world. The spirit in you is stronger than anything that will ever come against you in your life. And it has to be true because that spirit in you is resurrection power. It's the fullness of the Godhead. It's what raised Jesus from the dead. Who reckons that's equal to anything? Yeah. So don't ever let the devil say to you, hey, what you're going through is beyond you. Beyond you. No one could ever handle it. You'd have to say, no, God can't handle it. Because he, and he can because he's in you. You've got to earth the supernatural power and find it. So I've been through some really tough times in my church. I mean, I would, you know, I'd have you all crying if I went through it right now. It's just too much to go through, too much to talk about. You know, all kinds of things get thrown at you from every possible direction. And whenever anything goes wrong in the church, guess whose fault it is? It's mine. You know, it's not anyone else's fault, not those rat bags that did this, it's always my fault. And so the pressure can build up and then people do things wrong, they sin and all the rest of it and, and the pressure goes on. And I've been through some tough seasons. After I've come out at the end of it, I've looked back and I've thought to myself, how, how did you do that? I mean, I've amazed myself. I thought, how did you keep smiling? How did you keep putting messages together week in and week out in the midst of that horrendous time? Then I realized, Two things. One, God had given me a measure of faith equal to it. So somehow I could pass it through. But two, I accessed the supernatural. It was available and I could have missed it. But I'd say to God, I'd say, God, hey, God, you called me to do this. And it's not my idea, buddy. This is your idea. I'm in trouble. I need your help. And I'm banking on it. He doesn't mind that kind of prayer. He doesn't mind that. And he's always come through. But I've had to say, God, I'm accessing that supernatural grace in my life right now. So I want to say to you tonight, no matter what you're facing, you can access supernatural grace to be victorious with the right spirit. Is that all right? Friends of mine, Grant and Shelley Buchanan, I was his best man, he was my best man, and a 17-year-old son tragically killed in a motorbike accident. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. And they were absolutely shattered, broken. He'd, crawl, he'd wake up in the middle of the night just, just, um, what, just bawling his eyes out, just an uncontrollable grief. Da, 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 da. But they're very good friends of mine. I went to the funeral, and I remember him. I'll never forget the words. He stood at the funeral a few days after death, and he quoted Job, the book of Job. He said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Grant and Shelley accessed supernatural grace. They, they grieved like anyone else. It was painful. It was horrendous. But I tell you, today, they're full of joy. They're full of peace. And they're serving God with greater fervor than ever in their life. They're not in the backseat of the church. You know, they're not just sort of watching on, thinking, well, it never quite worked for me. No, they accessed supernatural grace. And they walked into through this and they've come out in victory. And now they're actually helping a lot of other people who are struggling with the same issues. See, friends, God is real. And he's here to help you. Don't let the devil ever say, you know, I think the devil always fools us and kind of makes us think that, you know, it's, it's not real and you, you're not, it's not going to work out for you and it's not going to be good and all those kind of things. Okay, number, another point here is I want to look at earthing supernatural to give your best to every task. <laughs> Ecclesiastes, you mightn't like this one, 
But Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Is that a good verse? Well, it's not hard to rise to a great opportunity, but the real test is in the mundane things of life. See, our true worth is revealed not in what we do in exceptional moments, but how we handle the ordinary times when nothing exciting is happening. How do you give 100% to the daily routine of life? How do you give 100% to God when you're a young mother with little kids? You know, like, I mean, 100% of your heart. I'm not talking about necessarily doing a whole lot of stuff. But, you know, the, the mundane of life. Oswald Chambers is a great writer. He said this, it requires supernatural grace to live 24-7 as a saint, to grow through the drudgery as a disciple, to live an ordinary, unobserved, ignored existence as a disciple of Jesus. It's inbred in us that we have to do exceptional things for God, but we don't. We have to be exceptional in ordinary things. You hear that? Exceptional in ordinary things. And that requires earthing supernatural power to do or exceptionally in ordinary things. And uh, it, the key to your future is to be faithful in little things. And I think one of our problems that I see is that we often, in our spiritual life, we look for great things to do. We look for big things to do. But Jesus took a towel and washed feet. We don't have to look for big things to do. Just take the things that God puts in front of us and download supernatural power and do it to the best of your ability. It takes supernatural power to do a roster on a Sunday with all your might. You know, to be on the door with all your might. You know, to, to be an usher with all your might. To serve in the children's church with all your might. You know, we can all stand up and preach and give it everything we've got, or even song lead, or, or do a major testimony or something. But what about being a barista out in the cafe with all your might? You see, it takes supernatural power. Supernatural. And God's not, we're always looking for the big things where we're going to shine for Jesus. Now, He's looking for the little things where we're going to shine for Jesus. We shine in the little things. The big things will take care of themselves. You've got to download supernatural power to be exceptional in the ordinary things of life. Amen? You see, in God's eyes, friends, it's, it's not a small thing and a big thing. You know, whether you're preaching or you're a barista, I don't think God cares. You know, He, wants, he just wants to see the heart of devotion towards God. I went to a man went to be a missionary in some place and I don't know, he ended up digging ditches for, for, for toilet drains or something like that. Some gross job he was given. He was hoping to do this, that and the other thing. And this kind of like this mystic came up to him. The man of God came up to him watching him digging this and digging away and this guy's kind of murmuring away and he said this. He said, oh, I see you're digging ditches for the glory of God. What are you doing it for? Doing it for the glory of God. See, whatever you do, the Bible says, do it with all your might. Because every little thing is critically important to Jesus. But it takes earthing supernatural power to do that. All right, last thought. While you're at it, earth the supernatural at work. Be the best employee. Work hard. Takes earthing a bit of supernatural power, doesn't it? Huh? Be honest, hey? Don't steal the perks. Be honest, pay your bills. Be the best employee. Don't bag the boss. Don't backstab him when he's not there. That take, that's going to take probably a double dose of supernatural power, but get a hold of it anyway. But, but that's it, friends. That, 
what you're like at work is just as important as what you like at church. You know, in fact, it's probably more important because at least we can put up with you and you're a Christian out there. They're going to think, you're a Christian, I'm out of there. I'll never go to church. If they're like you, I'm never going to go. Hey, earth the supernatural at work. Earth it at home as well. Be a good mum. Be a good, good dad. Be a good husband. Be a good kid, you know. Love your wife. You know, wives love your husbands. I was telling uh, Greg yesterday, you know, in the, my Bible says, Sarah called Abraham Lord. I didn't think that would go down very well in this church. <laughs> See the stunned silence in the entire house. Like, what? Where is this? Just, it was just a joke, all right? Tell the person next to you, just, just a joke. There's a few guys that grabbed a hold of that one. But, but, but the reality is, to live the Christian life, Christianity begins at home. You've got to earth supernatural power in the home to be a godly person, young person, child, adult, parent, grandparent, whatever it might be, in the home. And kids, you know, honor your parents, respect them. Sometimes you're going to have to download supernatural power to do that. But that is just important as anything else you do in serving God. Romans 8.29 says how God wants to transform us into his likeness. All things work together for good. You know, that he might make many sons that are just like him. Romans 8.29. Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman emperor and Stoic saint, used to say to himself every morning, and you'd be wise to say this to yourself every morning too. He said, today you will meet all kinds of unpleasant people. They will hurt you, injure you, and insult you. But you, Marcus, cannot live like that. You know better. For you are a man in whom the Spirit of God dwells. It's a mouthful, isn't it? Every day, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at the shopping mall. It's going to happen at work. It's going to happen in the traffic. For sure. It's going to happen at the Rugby World Cup. People are going to say all these things. They're going to abuse you and hurt you and offend you and not listen to you. What are you going to do? Are you going to earth the supernatural? You're a man and a woman in whom the Spirit of God lives. Friends, it's time to raise up a new standard. It's time for Christians to be Christians, for our light to shine. People to say, what, what, what's, what's it about you? How come you're so different? How come you don't react? How come you, you're never late to work? How come you, you, know, you love your wife? How come you're you know, such a good father? You know, it, it, such a good employer. It's time for the church to begin, the world to begin to ask some of those questions. You've got to earth the supernatural to do all that. I'm going to wrap this up because my time is just about gone. A while ago, I was um, abused by a, another minister in a some things we're dealing with and sorting out church-wise. And he's from another place and, and he was really taking advantage of me. And he was actually a good friend. And I just couldn't understand how he could do this. And actually, he repeated it. It actually happened a couple of times. And so I began to plan my revenge. And I began to work out how I was going to make sure I didn't come out on the wrong end of the deal. And so I was planning my revenge and then I went to prayer. And as I began to pray, the Lord said to me, Tark, you're bigger than that. And I said to the Lord, no, I'm not. <laughs> he, said, he said, you are bigger than that. And so he persisted. 
We went through an argument, and after a while I thought to myself, that's right, yeah, I'm bigger than that. I'm no carnal Christian, you know, I'm, a, I'm bigger than that. And eventually I just, you know, I just didn't react. I didn't take revenge. I didn't sort it out. The whole thing actually didn't come back, come right just straight away or easily at all. In fact, I just had to live with it in the end. But I won the victory because I had earthed the supernatural. And I could have broken that relationship with that person. I would have broken it. If I'd confronted it, I would have broken that relationship. But I didn't do that. So every day, there's the challenge. Every day. How do you start each day? You know, you get up, make breakfast, drive to work, to rush hour, get through the day, people annoy you, you go home, have meal, dinner, wash the dishes, hopefully, watch TV, go to bed. You're made for more than that. Hey? You get up, miserable, oh no, another day, and start off with a bad mood. And you know, I want you to change it. Why don't you get up each day? with an expectancy. Today, God's going to work miracles in my life. Today, I'm going to experience the supernatural power of God in the most basic and ordinary and sometimes in amazing, amazing ways. It really is time to make the 95% of our lives that's ordinary to make it extraordinary okay, by downloading supernatural power. So going to work becomes an exciting journey. Coming to church is exciting. Going to school is exciting because in the midst of it all, you're expecting to meet God. Expecting God to demonstrate His reality and His love for you and uh, to expect it on a daily basis. Tonight, the whole hearing the voice of God is a huge part of experiencing God's supernatural on a daily basis. You know, one of the greatest thrills in life is Every so often you hear the voice of God and it actually can become a very regular thing. Very regular. It just, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we're going to, we'll look at that tonight. But a day without miracles is a boring day. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. It's time to earth the supernatural and step into the most exciting walk with God that is beyond anything that you have ever dreamed of. Amen? Amen. Amen. Fantastic.